He is the creator and sustainer of all the worlds, whether those worlds are known or unknown to mankind. Does not wisdom cry, and understanding put forth her voice. Hello, I'm Charlie. You may know me better as sci-fi fantasy writer C.E. Dorset, and today I'm here to talk to you about Jesus Christ, the saving host. Jesus Christ present in the most holy Eucharist. Also Jesus Christ in the Via Transformativa, in the way of transformation. We've talked a lot about Jesus this week. And this devotion, like that of the Sacred Heart that we talked about yesterday, is one that is so important to understand. Because this is not just called the Most Holy Sacrament. It is the Most Holy Sacrament. This is the means of grace. This is how grace is bestowed upon us in faith. When we partake of the bud of the blood and body, soul and divinity of our Lord Jesus Christ, we partake of the bread and wine in faith and the graces of God fill us. When you look at that bread, when you look at that wine, it is the body, blood, soul, and divinity of our Lord Jesus Christ. It is the power of God unto salvation. If you want to think about it in a simpler way, it is the fuel of our soul. In faith, when we partake of these things, the body, blood, soul, and divinity of our Lord Jesus Christ enters us, enters into our sacred heart, into the sacred heart of Christ, growing and developing within us to conform us in his image, restoring us and making us whole. It is the font of mercy. It is the place that we go to to receive so many graces. It is not the only sacrament. But it is, in my opinion, and in the opinion of many, many others, the most vital and the most important. And so we're going to start and spend most of today talking about the words of Jesus. We're going to start with a passage from John 6. In fact, everything that we're going to talk about today is from John 6. John 6 Verses 44 through 51 first, where we see the mission of Christ and his first proclamation that he is the living bread. Jesus said, No one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him, and I will raise him up in the last day. It is written in the prophets, They shall all be taught of God. 
We shall all be taught by God. Therefore, everyone who hears from the Father and has learned comes to me. Not that any man has seen the Father except he who is from God. He has seen the Father. Most assuredly, I tell you, he who believes in me has eternal life. I am the bread of life. Your fathers ate manna in the wilderness, and they died. This is the bread that comes down out of heaven, that a man may eat of it and not die. I am the living bread which came down out of heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. Yes, the bread which I give is my flesh for the life of the world. Let's give you a minute to take that in. That's a big one. No one comes to the Father unless drawn. No one comes to the Son unless drawn. This is why I don't do a lot of work to try to convert people. You know, I don't. Because if you are going to be a Christian, the Father will call you and you will see the Son. And this is what we talked about yesterday when we talked about the Sacred Heart. This is what we talked about the day before when we talked about our High Priest crucified on that cross. If you can look at that man nailed to that cross and not feel compassion in your heart, I, I personally don't understand. And I, I don't say that to be flippant. I just don't understand. Because I do see that. And I feel that great compassion inside me. And I hear the call. And so I go. But this is the true bread of life. This is the manna from heaven that when you eat of it, you will not die. And that glorious transformation, that grace that comes to us, is so powerful that we can look at our own mortality and know in our hearts through faith what will happen to us on that last day. And that's a hard thing to talk about because it's something you have to feel. This is a true act of faith. This is a moment when you partake of the Blessed Sacrament that you must learn to discern the body, blood, soul, and divinity that is there. And in so doing, you are discerning for yourself eternal life. Because in that moment, your eyes are open to a greater universe, to a greater cosmos than you ever thought possible. Your soul is opened and 
the body, blood, soul, and divinity of our Lord Jesus Christ rushes into us and waters those seeds of compassion that are growing into his most sacred heart within us. Those graces are poured out upon us that we may be made whole and one with him and with the Father and with the Holy Spirit. And in that sacred, sacred time, we are restored, even if but for a moment. In that holy place, wherever it happens, in that holy place, with the bread and the wine, once you learn to see the presence of the Lord there and come to understand what that means. That the power of God is present. And in that moment, you are united to Christ in his crucifixion, in his death, in his burial, and in his glorious resurrection. That he may be born in you, that you may live your life as part of the body of Christ, bringing reconciliation, justice, and joy to this world through compassion. This is the power of God flowing through rite and ritual, through word and prayer, through faith and action. And it does not do us any good if we don't listen. As Jesus himself quoted here, it is written in the prophets, they will be taught of God. This is how we are taught of God. Yes, we can feel the divine stirrings in our prayer and in our meditation and in our creativity. We feel the presence of God in all these things. We learn the presence of God. We live the presence of God in all these things. But in the most holy Eucharist, in that moment of us coming before the very presence of our glorious and holy Lord, part of me shivers and shakes inside, knowing that the Holy One of Zion is there. There is my King. There is my God. And once consumed, once subsumed into us, once he becomes part of us. It's not the bread. It has nothing to do with the bread. It has nothing to do with the wine. It is the presence of God in the Eucharist. It is the presence of God in these things. I am the bread of life, Jesus said. Right now, even if you don't have any bread in front of you, listen to the words that I'm saying. Jesus says, I am the bread of life. Take that in. Take that inside of you. Repeat it. I am the bread of life. I am one with the body. I am the bread of life. Jesus is the bread of life. The king of glory shall come in me to sustain me, to feed me, to make me whole, to make me strong. 
O most holy Lord, reveal yourself to all who just asked you to in this moment. This is the glory of the Lord in the Eucharist. Earlier in the passage, we are told, Jesus therefore said to them, Most assuredly, I tell you, it wasn't Moses who gave you bread out of heaven, but my Father gives you true bread out of heaven. For the bread of God is that which comes down out of heaven and gives life to the world. That's verses 32 and 33. The true bread of God is that which comes down out of heaven and gives life to the world. We are not partaking of death. We're not eating bread. We are not drinking wine. We are partaking of the bread from heaven that gives life to the world, to the whole world. And of course, what happens next in verse 34? And they therefore said to him, Lord, always give us this bread. May that be our prayer as well. Lord, always give us this bread that we may have the life of God flowing through us as well. Give us this bread. Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me will not be hungry, and he who believes in me will never be thirsty. But I told you that you have seen me and yet don't believe. All who the Father gives me will come to me. Him who comes to me, I will in no way throw out. For I have come down from heaven, not to do my own will, but to do the will of him who sent me. This is the will of my Father who sent me, that of all he has given to me, I should lose nothing but should raise them up at the last day. This is the will of the one who sent me, that everyone who sees the Son and believes in him should have eternal life, and I will raise him up at the last day. Think about that for a minute. Just take that in. Just take that in. Jesus says, I am the bread of life. Anytime you sit in the presence of Jesus, you are in the presence of the bread of life. And we will no longer hunger and thirst for righteousness, for compassion, for justice. We will no longer thirst for connection with the cosmos, with the connect, for a connection with God, with a connection to our fellow man woman, children. We are connected one to another there in the bread of life, there in Jesus Christ. No matter where we are in time or space, we partake of the one bread. We 
are the one family of God. We are the one people of God. We are the one body of Christ. No matter what the sign says over the door when we walk in, no matter what label we decide to put on ourselves, whether we're living in the 3rd century, the 12th century, or today, or 2 billion years from now, those, all those who partake of the sacrament, all those who partake of the body and blood, the bread and the wine, are united in one body, in one Lord, and that one life flows through all of us, all of us, at the same moment. We are all united. Every time I partake of the Eucharist, I am connected to the first time I ever took Holy Communion. Every time I am united to the first time the Apostles took Holy Communion. Every time I am connected to the birth, life, death, and resurrection of our Lord, the true bread of life sent by God into this world for our reconciliation, for our healing, for our well-being. And so are you. How glorious is the God that we serve. How glorious is the God who we live, move, and have our being within. How glorious, just, and kind is the Lord who gives us this bread. Now I want to take a moment because there are so many arguments over the rite and the ritual. And I tell you, that's insanity. Jesus does not work by magic spell. The Lord does not hear our prayers because of the magic phrases that we use. I tell you that the Eucharist was as valid in Dachau when St. Maximilian Kobe saved his rations and broke them into tiny pieces and gave that bread and water to his fellow inmates. As it is if you have the finest wine and the finest bread. The Eucharist is taken in spirit. And I know people want to make a lot out of the ritual and the rite. I know people want to do that. Because it makes us feel special. It makes us feel separate. And you could say, well, Father Kolb said the right magic words. And those right magic words made it. No. It was the faith of Father Kolb. It was the faith of those who were in that horrible, hellish place with him that brought, that called upon the Lord to send the body, blood, soul, and divinity into that bread. Don't 
ever think you're special because you have the right magic words. There are no magic words. I tell you, Jesus is as much in your communion with him if you take a piece of white bread and a glass of water and ask in the sincerity of your heart, uniting your faith with all who have believed before you for him to be present. This is the bread of life. Jesus is the bread of life. Jesus is the cup of salvation. That's all that's required. And you can pray the words of your heart. You can follow the ritual of your communion. But never think you're special because you have magic words. Or magical hand gestures. That's not the world we live in. Thank you, Most Holy Father, for giving us your Son in fullness of his body, blood, soul, and divinity in the Holy Eucharist, in the Blessed Sacrament, in the bread, and in the wine. And thank you, Most Holy Father, for the graces that are poured out upon us, for the reconciliation of our souls, and for the world when we partake of this most blessed sacrament. And I ask right now, most holy father, that you give this grace to all who hear the sound of my voice, that they may be healed and restored and reconciled unto you for your glory and your glory alone in the name of Jesus Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit and through the intercession of our Blessed Mother Mary and our Seraphic Father Francis, I pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening. If this has helped you, please spread the word. Let other people know about us. If you know of anybody who would be blessed by hearing this or any of our messages, if you've missed anything, you can head over to wisdomscry.com. You can find a f the full archive of the podcast there, as well as we've broken them out into separate sets as well. So our first series, the primer on creation spirituality is right there. You can listen through it at your convenience. You can hit me up on Twitter. I'm wisdom cries out. Love to hear from you. And as always, God bless.